is a Woodside Church podcast. So we conclude our series on missional communities this morning. And the title of the preach this morning is One Another. And I hope to spend a few minutes and then we'll spend the rest of the time to pray for our community group leaders, to lay hands on them and speak any words of faith that God puts on our hearts. So that's the plan for this morning. So I'll look at two main aspects. The first is the church mission and community life. And then we'll look specifically at the book of Hebrews to take some instructions from the book of Hebrews on how we come together as a community. So let's look at the first topic, the church, mission, and community life. And I'd like to make three points here. That every organization have a mission statement. Every group tend to have a mission statement that drives what they do. And the mission of the church is one, and that is to make disciples of Christ. And so if we see ourselves as a community, as a body that belongs to that body of Christ, we have only one mission, and that mission is to make disciples of Christ. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. It says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the mission of the church. The second point that I want to make is that the church is one body, but with many varied interdependent parts. So you look at yourself as a body, You are one body. You walk around as a person, as one body, but you have many different parts. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 26, it says that just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. And this was the preach that we had last week about spiritual baptism. God filling us with his Holy Spirit as a sign that we belong to his family. And that is what brings us membership into that body of Christ. 
For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. Whether Jews or Gentiles or slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. So it's this one spirit that brings us together. But we still have many parts. The eye cannot say to the hand, if you go down to 12 and 21, the eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I do not need you. I don't know if you have that option. You wake up one morning, oh, my nose is not looking so good. So nose, you take your nose away and then you walk off. Or your hand. It's all together, whether you like it or not. It's part of the body. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. So those parts of the body that are weaker, maybe there are bits of the body that if you had the option and God consulted you in creating the human being, you said, God, maybe take this one out. But they are all indispensable, even the weaker parts. And the parts that we think are less honorable, those we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the body together. So what we are being told here is the weak, the ones that we think are unpresentable, the ones that we are not proud of, God has put all together. So as a church, we have many parts. God has put all of it together. It is God who puts us together as a family. And when he continues, he says, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. There are no social divides in the church. There are no class system in the church because it's that one spirit that gives authority to each and every one of us to belong to this body of Christ. And whether you are weak or you are strong, in the eyes of God, you have an equal footing. And 20 says, it says, if one part suffers, Every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices 
with it. So church, that is what we are. Everyone is important. We are all drinking from the same spirit, and that is what binds us together. The third point is that the community life of the church defines its strength. And there is this picture of the giant Californian redwood. Yes, on the screen. And these are very big, giant trees. And actually, they are considered to be some of the largest living things on Earth. And some of the tallest trees ever in the world. And they can survive for many, many, many years, thousands of years. Now, there's a surprising fact about this tree, and that is the roots are very shallow. Very shallow roots. And the only way the red roots are able to stand the winds and the storms is because they grow in groves together. So you see, they are very close together. And actually, they are shallow roots intertwine and interlock. So when the storms of life and the winds blow, they get support from each other. So the strength of the red, red roots is found in their closeness and connection to one another. The same is true of the church. A pastor in the States said, and I quote, the strength of a church is not found in the size of her budgets or her buildings. It is not the excellence of preaching. Yes, it's good we have good preachings from every now and then. Or the abundance of programs that makes a church strong and successful. The church is not somewhere you go. It is something you are. Being a part of a church is not just going to a location. It is sharing in its life. So being part of Woodside Church is not only about coming to Great Denham Community Center every Sunday morning, but it is about sharing in the life of the church, sharing in fellowship with believers in the church. And it continues, that life in which members of a church share is the community. That truly defines what a church is. So what defines us as a church is the community that we share together. So that is what defines us as a church. 
We will now move on to the second aspect where we take some instructions on community life from the book of Hebrews. Now, there are many one another statements in the Bible. If you look through, especially in the New Testament, many, many places that one another is mentioned. It says, love one another, accept one another, be at peace with one another, pray for one another. And in all these situations, these are things that you cannot do independently. You can't pray for one another without involving somebody else. And I think that is meant to remind us that there is no such thing as lone ranger Christianity. There's nothing like that. You can't be a lone ranger Christianity. We need each other. And so we are going to look at three instructions from the book of Hebrews, all about one another. Even as we pray for our community group leaders as we start this term. So the book of Hebrews was written to Jewish believers who were in danger of turning on their Christian faith and going back to their old ways of life. And sometimes we all face those challenges as well. We are living in a world now which is full of challenges, which is evil, and our Christian faith are being challenged day in and day out. So the book of Hebrews was written to these believers to remind them of their faith in Christ. And so chapter 10 was talking about the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross and how precious the blood of Jesus is. And it's very significant to note that in the midst of all the themes in this book of Hebrews, there is a theme about community as well which signifies that if we are going to thrive as Christians, if we are going to be victorious as Christians, our community life is very, very important. Hebrews 3, 12 to 13, it says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And then we go to chapter 10, 24 to 25. It says, let us consider how we may spare one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another 
all the more as you see the day approaching. The day here refers to the coming of Christ, the return of Christ. And as I said, the whole chapter 10 was talking about Christ and the work that he did for us on the cross. These are the instructions that I want us to briefly reflect on before we enter into time of prayer. The first point is to encourage one another daily. You know, the Christian life is not a quick sprint in the park. It's a long distance marathon and we need each other to go the full distance. So, I hear that wolves, when they are looking for prey, they always, if they are chasing some sheep somewhere, they look for those that are lagging behind. If you are part of the flock, it's very, very difficult for the wolves to get you. But if you are on your own, you become more exposed, you become isolated, and you become more vulnerable to attacks. And we are called to encourage one another daily so that we can stand against the attacks of the evil one. This morning, we've all been encouraged by the testimonies Danielle, Rock, and our sister Betty brought, and the words that Ruth also shared with us. And if you are here and you are going through challenges and you hear these testimonies, then you get encouraged. That is what church is about. You get reminded that you are not walking through it alone. There are other believers going through the same situations. We all have responsibility to each other to encourage one another in the faith, in our daily lives. So the body of Christ, many parts, all have functions. And therefore, if you don't take part in this community, first, you are losing out as an individual, but as a church community, we are also losing out because we are not benefiting from the giftings that you have. And notice here that these words are not written to pastors or teachers in the church, but to the whole body of Christ. It says, see to it, brothers, that none of you have a simple and unbelieving heart. So in community, last week, we also heard about we being priests. Everyone is a priest. And so in a small community, you don't just go to be fed, you go to also contribute. Everyone has something to give. And that is what we need 
to also encourage. And I remember when I was leading a community group, we make a rota and put everybody's name in the rota. And when the time comes, you share what you have because we all need to benefit from each other. It's not only about the leader sharing, but it's all of us growing together. The second point is that we motivate one another towards love and good works. Motivating one another is bringing encouragement to one another. And in this context, it means strong reaction to something. So when you are in a community group, you are in a group that you are accountable for, and they take acts of love and good works, you get encouraged, you get motivated to also contribute. Sometimes it's very difficult to start things on our own. But when we do it together as a team, it becomes very easy. Ephesians 2.10, it says that, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Someone may ask, what are these good works? Matthew 25.34-36 It mentions some of this good work. Jesus was saying, For when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, you invited me in. When I needed clothes, you clothed me. These are examples of love and good works. And as we meet together as a community, we encourage one another to engage in these things. The third instruction is to meet together regularly. Yes, Christian fellowship, church meetings is very important. But when we come together Sunday mornings, it's more of worship. It's more of horizontal worship, interaction with our God, worshiping together. But when we meet together in community, it's more about us worshiping together and fellowshipping together. So we meet together as a church, vertical, sorry, I said horizontal, vertical. We meet together as vertical to worship, to give our worship to God. And then when we gather in community, it's horizontal. We fellowship with one another. Yes, we hear from God. We encourage one another when we meet on Sundays, but it's not enough. It's only when we meet in our community groups that we are able to do this and do it well and encourage one another and get to know ourselves even much better. And so church, this is what I wanted to share about our communities and why it's so important 
for us to get engaged. So in summary, the church exists to make disciples. We are one body with many interdependent parts. We need you, you need us. So please, don't feel excluded in any way. And that's why Hudson said, if for no reason you cannot join a group, let us know. And then we'll do our best to make sure you are connected so that we can get the blessings that God has deposited in you. The strength of the church is dependent on its community life. And when we meet together in our communities, we are to encourage one another, to motivate one another towards love and good works. And we are to meet together regularly. So being part of a community group is not about showing up once a term. It's not about showing up once or twice a year. It's about showing up as often as possible so that we encourage one another. And I end with this promise from what we read in Matthew. The promise is that the Lord is with us always to the very end of the age. That is the promise. Because when we gather together as a community, we are fulfilling the mission of the church. And he has promised us that he will be with us always to the very end of the age. And group leaders, as you step up to lead groups for this term, maybe you have your own weaknesses, your own inadequacies, and you feel, am I able to do this? I want to remind you that you are on a mission, you are on God's mission. And his word is that he is going to be with you always. When everybody has deserted you, remember the Lord is with you always till the end of the age. Amen. So, we are going to spend some time in prayer for our community group members, uh, leaders, and pray for them for strength, even as they step up to lead. And so I'll go through the list. If I mention your name, please stand up so that everybody will get to know you, and then you sit again, and then when I've gone through all the list, you all stand up, and then we'll pray, we'll lay hands, wherever you are, and then we'll pray for you. So, the first on the list, Daniel and Carl. So, they do this jointly with Abby and Josh, who are the partner uh, site, but it's one big um, group, and they meet every two weeks on Tuesdays. 7.30 in Wooten. Yeah, so that is Daniel and Carl. So you can speak to them after the service to find out more. Thank you. 
Tina and Blaine and Sharon and Rock. Great Denham. So Sharon is not here today. She's upstairs. oh, she's working upstairs. Yeah, okay. And Blaine uh, is not here as well, but Tina is here. So they will be meeting in Great Denham, very close here. They all live very close to uh, this building here. It's going to be weekly, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. So if you want to find out more about this group, please talk to either Rock or Tina after the service. Thank you very much. Sarah and Joe, I think they are not here. Anybody here in their community group? Sarah and Joe's uh, community group. Okay, so they will also meet every two weeks on Wednesday evenings here, Great Denham Community Hall, 8 p.m. So if you are interested, please talk to Sarah and Joe Massey when they are around. Anna and Dean, yes, you are at the back. Yes. So Anna and Dean, they will meet on Thursdays, every two weeks, Flatic. So it's a bit of a drive from Bedford, but you are more than welcome to join them in Flatic. Please, let us encourage one another. We read that in Hebrews. They need our support. So if you are able to, what you can do as your contribution is to drive every two weeks to Flatic to join. It will be very much encouraged. So please, that is Anna and Dean. Talk to them after service if you can join on Thursday evenings, 7.45. Thank you. We have Karina and Richard in Clapham. And this group is meeting weekly. Okay, here it says weekly, so it's fortnightly. Okay. All right. So every two weeks on a Friday, 7.45 in Clapham. So if you want to find out more, please talk to Karina and Richard after the service. Thank you very much. Emmanuel and Annette. I think I saw Annette. She's uh, serving as well. Um, so that is every two weeks on Wednesdays, uh, half seven, uh, covering Clapham, Bidenham, and Bromham area. So if you want to find out more, please talk to Emmanuel or Annette. And you can uh, get to know more. Divya and Debbie. Um, this group is in the partner site. The leaders are based there, uh, but it's open because they are focused on the 20s, if I understand. So if you are in that group and you are interested, then please uh, talk to Divya and Debbie. We all know Divya. Um, so get to speak to her if you are in that 
group. I think they are all maybe upstairs at the moment. So, but if you are interested, please speak to them. It's every two weeks, half seven, and they meet at a, a greater a partner site in, in, in the church building. Fran, yes. So Fran is hosting a day meeting, half ten. Yes, every Friday, every week at Patno site at the church building. So please, if this works for you, please speak to Fran and find out more. Thank you very much, Fran. Pavin and Huston, you meet weekly. Oh, yes. Seven forty-five, Bromham, Wednesdays. So, if you are interested, please speak to them as well. Thank you very much. Ivy and Richmond, they are here, but they are all seven um, in kids' work today. They also meet every two weeks, Wednesdays, seven p.m. near the Bedford Hospital. So, if you live in that area, please speak to them. Lakshmi and Emmanuel. Yes. So, Abbeyfield's area in Bedford, 8 p.m. every two weeks on Friday. So, please speak to them as well if you're interested. Pam, Mary, and Sunu. Yes. So, this is, is it ladies only? Is it? Or? Ladies only, yes, yeah. It's a half 10 a.m. meeting on Wednesdays in Kempston. So please, if you are interested, contact them after the service to find out more. Ron and Joy, Ron is here, yes. So every, oh yes. Okay, yes. So you meet every Wednesday weekly, 7.45 in Bedford. So please talk to Ron and Denise if you are interested to find out more. Thank you very much. Um, the last group and not the least is called Rooted. There's no specific name here, but I see a picture of Zach. Um, yeah, Zach is upstairs. So talk to Zach if you are interested. It's weekly and on Wednesdays in Bromham, Bedford, 7 p.m. So talk to Zach if you are interested. Thank you very much. Now, if you heard your name, please can you stand, all the group leaders, wherever you are, and let's stand by them and pray and commit them into the hands of God even as this season starts. First of all, let's pray for them as leaders. Let's pray for them as leaders that they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. That as they've stepped forward to lead groups, 
they will experience the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. That even in their weaknesses and in their adequacies, anywhere that they are lacking, God himself will bring the gifts and the strength that they need and the wisdom that they need to serve the communities and to serve their groups. Let us also pray for all members who will be joining these groups that they will also contribute to the life of the community. That it will not only be for the group leaders, but the community leaders and all the members will be blessed as well. Let us pray that the needs of members of the community will be served. As we read, the body of Christ has many, many parts. Some are weak, some are strong. But let's pray that in these groups, the needs of the community will be met. And lastly, let us pray that it will be missional. As we read, we are to go and to make disciples. Therefore, let's pray that these groups will be groups where we will be open and sensitive and attentive to opportunities to share and to bring the gospel to new believers. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your creation, Lord. Just amazing. Father, thank you for the analogy of the body that we are. Members of the parts of the body, each and every one of us. You include us in everything and we together encouraging one another, motivating one another, Lord, blessing one another. And uh, uh, through your Holy Spirit that flows in each and every one of us. For each and every one of us are priests. Each and every one of us are saints. Each and every one of us are redeemed and, and, uh, and uh, a minister of God. Thank you so much, Lord. And ambassadors of Christ wherever we are. Lord, thank you for the analogy of the redwood trees. Yes, Lord, standing big and tall, but together, one another, with one another. Father, we pray that uh, you will bless the church, you will bless each and, uh, each and every community group in this way, in the name of Jesus, we pray. That we support one another, we encourage one another, we love one another, forgive one another, accept one another, bless one another. Mature and grow together with one another, Lord. Yes. Through your Holy Spirit, Father. Yes, Lord. Lord, we're waiting for amazing testimonies and amazing stories to come. As many disciples of Jesus are being made.
many disciples of Jesus being made, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, let thy will be done in your groups. This is, this is your group. This is your body whom you love. We never forget the fact that yeah, we are the body, but you are the head of the body. It's all about you, Jesus. We love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.